Exciting news, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by Outback Steakhouse's uh, this is a very special promotion they're running. People don't know this. Outback Steakhouse is actually a big fan of the show. And we actually send them a copy of the show before we send it out to the public just because they're such big fans. And so they wanted to introduce you to their new promotion just for this episode. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, we are Sans Max in this episode, so it's just me and Robert. Uh, so the promotion is the Outback Steakhouse Two Men Onions uh appetizer i think that's a play off the bloomin onions and since there's just me and robert it's the two man onions i guess uh so go into your local outback steakhouse tell them robert and andrew sent you and uh, order a big plate of those two man onions two man onions uh right before your uh plate okay everybody enjoy today's episode At episode 28. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 28 of the Gentleman Overlords podcast. I'm Andrew. M- Max, say hi. Go ahead, Max. Max. Aloha, guys. Aloha. Oh, <laughs> he's really gotten taken the, to the language. Yeah, he's, he's on island time right now. Yeah. Uh, Max is on a little uh, vacay today. A siesta, as a they call si- it in yeah, Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, in Hawaii, I believe it's called a siesta. And I'm Robert. Oh, hi. Um yeah, Max is away. He is celebrating the wedding of previous guest, Rachel Gray. Oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so congratulations to them and uh, to Max for taking a vacation, not to Rachel and her. Yeah, for being invited to a wedding. That's yeah. a big deal. Congratulations, <laughs> I guess. Um, no, big congratulations to Rachel. And have fun wearing a suit in the uh, sun. <laughs> <laughs> they probably have those cut-off suits. Or like the a, sl- a tuxpedo. Tux- Ooh, I like that. Um, yeah, congratulations to Rachel and her husband, yes. Javi, and uh, Max, we hope you're having fun. We'll catch you next time. Best wishes, everyone. Well, bye, everybody. Yeah, this is the episode. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Um, we are we are uh, two guys <laughs> talking about- Usually three guys, now Usually two three, guys. down to two. Um, and when one guy's away, the other two guys will play. Yeah. Uh, we're sitting on the same side of the table, and we both have our pants off. Uh, you can infer what's going to happen next, I guess. Yeah. I think we're like just in transition putting them, putting another pair on. I'm I, putting on Robert's pants and he's putting on my pants. Yeah. Zip. Um, all right, guys. Well, that's been really fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have a little stuff at the top. There's going to be a little stuff at the top. Um, before we get into the classic movies we've seen theme song, uh, Robert. Yeah. What did you want to talk about up top? Oh, boy. Uh, so much stuff so to much talk stuff about to talk about uh, uh movies it, this has been a i feel like a pretty lackluster i guess in general Every, a pretty lackluster summer for it feels like movies that were supposed to be big such as the mummy just sort of came and went because they were really bad and a movie that you brought up during our production meeting mm. uh the dark tower yes seems to be up for the same fate of obscurity yeah that's I I've yet to see it and I've I've just been kind of um, I've been totally apprehensive just because of no less than lukewarm it, it seems to have almost nothing to offer a casual or I'm gonna look up the exact Rotten Tomatoes rating or hardcore fans the Dark um, Tower yes I'm hoping that that it is not similarly shitty we're looking at 17 percent for the Dark Tower <laughs> I I just seems like egregious is it because it's 
unfaithful. Like, it doesn't seem like, well, it's hard to believe it's that bad. Here's what I've heard about the movie is that it is actually not supposed to be a... Um, it's like an adaptation. Redo. It's like, no, it's not even an adaptation. Oh. It's supposed to be a sequel. Like, spo- I'm going to... I have slight, read the... Yeah, yeah. Slight spoilers for the Dark Tower sure, books. Possibly. Um, at the end of the books, from what I understand, I haven't read the books I either. Can, I can fact check you um, word for word. <clears throat> at the end of the books, Stephen, Stephen King himself is the Dark Tower. In a way. He reveals, he pulls off the mask. <laughs> the no, tower um, pulls the mask Yeah. Off. Um, the, the gunslinger reaches the dark tower only to realize that he's been there many times before Correct. and gets his memory wiped each yes. time. The matrix, the matrix. He sees um, Neo, uh, but no, he does. It is sort of a, a situation where he's constantly in this fight. He's constantly against the man in black and, and trying to save the tower and sometimes getting there and sometimes failing. And, yeah. and it is. So yes, this, you can say this is an incarnation of one of those, uh, journeys one yeah. of his adventures and but. so i had heard that correct me if i'm wrong he gets an object at the end of the book that he i mean <coughs> getting choked up about the dark tower <laughs> um in the movie from what i've heard is it it's supposed to be a, a sequel i don't know itself like the next sure. time he goes I, to I, the tower i could see that as but, but the funny thing is like you know what people uh, haven't been reading for years and in love with this alternate adventure of yeah. his through the top he they want him meeting the boy in the first one and then these other two people the drawing of the three is what it's called these other kind of characters in his quartet his kind of his group uh-huh and there's a whole at one that's like in wonderland with like a crazy monorail that's telling asking them trivia questions and all sorts of crazy there's a billy bumbler which is like a weird animal what the fuck are you talking about exactly there's a bunch of stuff that is clearly not in this one it's just a lot to pack in even even to take and cherry pick the the stuff that people seem to enjoy and trying to make it a cohesive movie when there's so much backstory, there's so much stuff It, yeah. And there's seven books, right? Yes. Or, uh, eight now because he made one in between two of the other books. Really? Yes. And fairly well received actually. Um, I haven't read, I didn't read that one though, but, um, yeah, it's disappointing. I, would you pull up also, I'm curious how well, uh, Valerian did by comparison because that was another one that as far as I know, at least stateside, I think did, underwhelming uh box offices is, is i think I valerian's a little more middling that's what i but it's it's a sh- yeah <clears throat> it's shocking to me that 50 percent. oh okay well, that's that's so exactly middle 10 percent away from 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 fresh though that's true yeah yeah the rotten meter well like uh me and my wife were driving home from the movie basically like you base something off of what it got in rotten tomatoes it's become like the new Siskel and Ebert. Certified fresh. Yeah, that's true. It's enough to like get people to to see it. And meanwhile, Rotten Tomatoes is getting some of that sweet resids in their pockets, I'm baby. I'm sure they are. All the tomatoes they want. <laughs> I think that's what they <laughs> no do. No right? more Rotten Tomatoes yeah. they be now eating. everything's fresh. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I that is very disappointing to hear. Not that I... I myself am not the biggest uh, Stephen King fan, sure. and I recognize that majority of the time it seems like his movies don't live up to his own they're work just hard to adapt i I, yeah. I do i think there's i won't argue that he is he's a prolific author i wouldn't say he's the greatest author by any stretch of the imagination who I, would you say is the greatest author oh boy uh just the uh, there's a child right now that's going to grow up to become it uh that's how let's I call feel. call your shot right now who is it call my shot yeah um the charlie bit me kid from youtube what <laughs> What's what do you think is going to be his big? 
I think he's going to have his a story? holographic poem uh-huh. that's going to make people weep. It's going to be the Super Bowl show in a couple years. Wow. Yeah. It's going to end with him reciting the famous and Charlie his, Bit. His brother will bite his finger off. It'll be, it's like a weird, uh, modern art kind of installation. Wow. And this is all in hologram too, by the way. Sure, 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 like, sure. Uh, Snoke. It'll be giant. <laughs> <laughs> what if he's Snoke? Oh, can we talk the about Charlie Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, oh. go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just, that I, it, begrudgingly, some people, I, well, you know what I should do though? Mark Hamill <laughs> and the director both said from here on out, avoid spoilers. Go to That's Star Wars. Com. Yeah. I, I think it's just more to do with like, once don't go to disneyland and see the star wars exhibit don't, don't buy a disneyland yeah. ticket. i think once it leaves the director's hands and we've experienced this so many yeah, times yeah, yeah you have so little control of the way they market it and when they market it and how and we're gonna get stuff just through the zeitgeist it's just gonna happen it's gonna pop sure. up in front of us somewhere but the less i know about it the more i think i'll enjoy it i was speaking to someone recently who said that they were if they could go back and redo it they probably would have tone down their consumption of force awakens material sure because it made the experience a little less special that you saw they did a great job of, yeah. of not you know putting every single plot point but you saw a lot of the scenes you knew the locations they were going to go to you knew they were going to get to x yeah. y and z um i tried to do that a little bit more with rogue one mm-hmm. and i think it it uh, helped the experience yeah i think stuff going in the picture even just like pictures of it were enough I yeah was on board i i remember i mean eating up every tidbit of that movie mm-hmm. like candy and it would have been impossible to avoid i think spider-man was going to be in that movie when he showed up i think i would have like cried in, in the theater <laughs> i was very scared by his moving eyes <laughs> um no it it i i think i'm now trying to avoid as many spoilers as possible i don't want to seek out spoilers yeah. or anything like that about well you know. on on that subject very very minor the last thing i'll say on the subject but we're Por- talking about star wars or the dark tower porgs porgs oh, were unveiled okay. uh much talked about recently uh-huh and they are kind of the a fair comparison to say that they are the ewoks of the sure i think i saw a picture of You've, one but that's I, my point is yeah. i feel like it's it must have you know come across your vision at some point but they are and rumor has it the only reason they're in here is because at the end of force awakens spoiler alert guys uh wait is this rumor has it the podcast with adele <laughs> with adele this is I, her should, like should gossip I wait, podcast i wait for a sec so you can put that little bit in oh uh <laughs> keep on going I'm just no gonna... no don't look at a live uh no just they um the rumor is <laughs> i'm stalling the rumor is that when they went to Ireland to film, oh, tell me she says it soon. I hope so. <laughs> I don't think I have the rights to much more of this song. Come on. I didn't even know this is going to This is going to be worth it. I guess so. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I thought for sure that was it. Oh, here we go. Okay, go ahead. in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, there were actual puffins on the rocks on the island. Some sharp-eyed fan said, hey, those aren't Star Wars creatures. This is baloney. But because they are so far away, they were able to now make a creature that is sort of the placeholder for that. Uh-huh. Now when we zoom in, it is a porg instead of a puffin that was just sitting around on the rock. Are they going to like replace everybody's DVD copy of The Force Awakens yes. with the new... They come, no, they send you special glasses that have porgs on them, so they just appear... <laughs> so you just the, see porgs in, in every scene? In the ba- very far in the background of every scene. Yeah. Careful of that Rathtar, little porg! 
Oh uh-huh. boy, that's a cool sentence. Yeah, that's yeah. You never sound any cooler. Um, at any rate, they are cute little like flying, fuzzy like bird-legged little like hamster things. Uh huh. And I'm convinced it's sort of a. I wonder how much of a role they'll play. I don't. I hope they're not taking down the the new order. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it into the reactor. Yeah. Um. But I do think Captain will, Phasma once again gets taken is down. Drowned by. in porgs. <laughs> um. I, I do think it will tag along. So at the least, we'll have another sort of. Uh, I don't know. Was any did anyone think that BB-8 was like too joke too silly? Like I thought it was. No. I thought he was good. Yeah. It was appropriately so. Yeah. So I think this will be a little bit more of a goofy, cute character that yeah can, or maybe maybe it'll, it'll die maybe this will be oh the important God, the yeah. important character that maybe dies. they're the actual darkest characters in yeah in the franchise they're not gonna be funny at all and actually they kill. can twist the force into dark <laughs> yeah energy <laughs> God, yeah and the emperor's like i never went to their planet because they were so <laughs> powerful <laughs> they scared the shit out of me the emperor yeah. Yeah. and snoke pissing his pants <laughs> so scared look, of at this. look at this guy pissing his pants as the emperor's dead also, uh, yes, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Oh, as far as we know. Well, in the comics, there's all sorts of bull crap. The catacombs. Hey, that's not canon anymore. I, I yeah, but a lot of stuff that wasn't canon seems to be becoming like General Thrawn is back, and uh, there's like a clone trooper that's in Return of the Jedi now. When? Yeah, like in one of the Clone Wars shows, there's like a, a you know a Jango Fett clone that lives so long he uh-huh. grows a big white beard. He's still tooling around, kind of leading up to New Hope. Uh huh. And. In Return of the Jedi, there's a little strike team on Endor. They all have kind of camo armor and big funky helmets. Sure. There's a guy with a big white beard that they have now confirmed is like a clone trooper that lived all the way through to join the rebellion and fight against the Empire. I know. Cool. It's a stretch. Cool, Star Wars. I mean, Wars. is it any worse than like how cool Boba Fett is, but it's only the stuff he did off screen that's actually awesome? Otherwise, he just died in embarrassingly. A yeah. And, and on accident. And pushed a carbonite dude. Yeah. Like in a hall. Right. Yeah. So, Star Wars guys. Star Wars guys. I'm, Star no, Wars I am genuinely guys. excited, but I think I will heed their advice and try on the hardest movie possible mm-hmm. to limit to, myself yeah. to what I of the movies that you are interested in watching. There's it plenty might be. I could do. All I would need to do is just not watch the single trailer for sure. whatever film. Yeah, and I, I do a bad enough job of that. This one I have to actively try. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any other movie news you want to get into? Uh shucks not that i can think of i i think i mentioned there's there's some marvel stuff that's uh speaking of spoilers but you know bubbling around just about forthcoming movies sure um there was a little teaser of like ant-man and wasp logo which, mm-hmm. and it zoomed into like their super tiny yeah chairs which i think means he's gonna go small in this movie what i think he's gonna he's not gonna only be big the whole time are you kidding me that is a cool part that we didn't th- we haven't or at least I've, i haven't mentioned is that like they've already introduced that he can become giant man yeah which means he'll probably be able giant to... Giant Ant-Man. Yeah, Giant Ant-Man, as he likes to be called. <laughs> he loves uh, it. So I, I will be interested to see how it goes. Plus, the I liked, for the most part, the first one and how small-scale the story is, but how... I don't know if... Literally small-scale at certain points. Oh, baby. baby. But I don't know how... What... Where is it going to fall in the event, the leading up of all these movies into like mm-hmm. this Infinity War? I don't know. Right. Maybe it'll be their last little... Their when last is little, it... Uh, what is the? I, it's hard to keep track. I'm gonna look at uh, kind of uh, at the the current Marvel timeline. Black Panther still feels far off too. Well, Black Panther is so Black Panther is after Thor. Thor. Oh, okay. And then and Thor before, is in November or December. Yeah. yeah. So it's before the 
So we don't have a Marvel Before the coming. new Avengers. We don't have a Marvel coming out until like the winter. No, we don't have a Marvel coming out until... A Marvel, okay. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So Thor Ragnarok in November, Black Panther in February. That's great. Uh, Infinity War in May. And then we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp in July. Jesus, that's a lot of Marvel movies in one year. Um, I'll see. Fucking see it feels like too <laughs> few right now, yeah. like in this year. Um, okay, there is supposedly a Venom movie coming out in October, but Ugh. whether or not that's connected to Homecoming, I hope not. I seem to doubt it. Um, DJ Flash Thompson is Captain Marvel in March. Uh, the fourth Avengers movie in May. Uh, Spider-Man sequel in July. This Are is we now in 2018? This is okay. 2019. Oh, okay. Um, so the next Spider-Man movie after that. Spider-Man end of school. Sp- <laughs> Spider-Man detention. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then after that is whatever, you know, new Guardians movie, stuff like that. My God. My God. Speaking of my God. <laughs> yeah. Did you want to talk briefly about the disaster artist? Sure. Uh, speaking, yeah. My God. Um, what did you think of the teaser that came out for it? So that did it for people. I hope everyone knows now about so the if, room. Yes. If you're not familiar, artist. there is a movie that came out, what, 10 years ago? Gosh, make me feel old. It feels so. The thing about the room is that it feels like it could have been around since the mid 90s, but I'm pretty but the sure. The good was, green screen work. There's no, there's <laughs> no right. way. You're right. I'm going to get an exact date on this. The um, wonders of technology. 2003. It is, it is the, I think, I think that the poll line is always the like citizen cane of bad movies. It is sort of the put on a pedestal as, as one of, as this vanity project. Yeah. There were, there were professionals working on it. And Andrew and I have both read the disaster artist, which is a book co-written, written, uh, written by the guy who plays Mark okay. in the movie. Uh, who plays uh, Mark in the film, uh, Greg Sestero. And, um, yes. Yeah, it is, um, it's, I think it gives you an appreciation for this bad movie more than, than you would normally have. I, I am a glutton for truly good bad films. Yeah. I love them. I watch them over and over again. I, I don't ironically love them. I actually love them. And the room is up there for me. And it's, you have a whole different, uh, perception of it when you've read this book and realize the relationship that this man and this and the director, Tommy Wiseau, had... Director, star, producer. Director, star, writer. producer. Oh, which is always turns out good, no yeah. matter what. Yeah, guarantee. Yeah. Um, and you just... He had access to money for some reason, <laughs> somehow, enough yeah. money to make this film happen. Um, infamously filmed um, like a green screen like shots on a uh, soundstage, but superimposed like a the skyline of San Francisco all around them yeah. because they didn't want to shoot just on a, I don't know how hard it would, maybe I'm, maybe I'm the jerk, but how hard would it have been just to get on the roof for a couple hours? Although it right. sounds, it also sounds like given the back uh, behind the scenes of this film, um, yeah, that the star director producer um, is not a great actor and has a no. very, the teaser is just him doing the same line over and over trying, again. Trying desperately to, to get the line out uh, correctly that he needs to say. And um, I think eventually the only thing that helped was that he had the water bottle. Yeah. And he had sort of a prop to hold and, yeah. and distract him. And yeah, I think the thing about this movie that is uh, that is going to make it, I don't think it's going to be a hard sell because I, but 
it's a movie that requires a lot of homework beforehand. I was going to say, yeah. Um, not not The Room, but the Disaster Artist movie. And this is a movie that's going to be starring the Franco brothers. Yeah. Like, this, the cast is kind of incredible. But in order to really, I think, appreciate the movie, you would have, have to have seen The Room and maybe read The Disaster Artist as well. I'd say The Room is almost required viewing. I think it is required viewing, yeah. I think, in order to see. If you had, like, a very good idea of, like, what it was, you sure. could still, I think, go in and be like, wow, this is worse than I thought, or I yeah. can enjoy it. But, yeah, R- Room, let's say required. Disaster Artist, if you enjoyed The Room on any level, I think that that should be, you should read that. Yeah. It's it's great. It's, a, like, a, in, it's really funny, sort of horrifying. Yes. Um, Just that this person is a real human being who exists. I, for the longest time, was convinced that Tommy Wiseau was a Kaufman-esque, like, oh, like genius. Oh, like yeah. from, uh, from someone else. Yeah, and it just turns out he is just an eccentric weirdo. No, he's ju- genuinely just him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I am a, I am cautiously optimistic. I, I don't know, I'm not, uh, I, Franco's in so much stuff, I'm a little, I'm a little burned out on the guy, sure. to be honest. Um, and it's also like you are not quite parodying your what I hope is you're trying to faithfully you know show what occurred yeah uh, during the making of the original film. So you're right, there is a lot kind of going on. There's a lot of layers, and yeah, I wonder how that how it will all be kind of perceived when it comes out to the general public. Yeah, it does it does it have enough even of a following now? It's still technically a cult movie. Yeah, this isn't on everyone's DVD shelf. Not every other person is see. It's not right. on Netflix or anything. So. I don't you, think so. I think you would have to go out and rent this. You would have to have been at a party where someone decided the best move during the party would be to put this movie on. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit going on. So, um, but yeah, I, but it was interesting to see the actual little clip and uh, yeah, kind of excited. Cool. How that turns out. Cool. Yeah. Uh, should we get in some movies we've seen, Robert? I think we should. Hit it. about me my way girl something <laughs> breakfast movies we've seen ah the old movies we've seen theme song i hear it a lot lately um i love it every time um robert what did you see uh i have not as we as we sort of discussed i've i've been staying away from the theater the last week couple weeks uh i wanted to get out there but yeah it just sounds like everything's been kind of disappointing um, but I did watch a couple of movies at home, movies I've seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, not my new, uh, not <clears throat> new movies by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I watched on, uh, I want to say it was Saturday night. Uh, the date is very important. Yes. Uh, I'm just trying to imply that I was, <laughs> I could have been doing anything else on a Saturday <laughs> night. I was staying inside. Um, uh, Paprika, which I think is from, I want to say 2007. I had it pulled up. Um, and it is, uh, an animated film, an anime um, I actually am not certain if it's uh, based on any uh, existing property, but the thing I would compare it most directly to is Inception. Okay. It's about a team of scientists that have like a little, it looks like just like a little like Bluetooth kind of headset that goes around your head called the DC Mini, and it's a therapy tool that lets someone, um, uh, not only does it record your dream to play back, um, but it lets someone else view it as well so they can help interpret it or talk you through it and, and kind of work it out. And it's this new technology only they are working on it kind of a thing. Um, and 
the uh, problem in the film is that one of the devices goes missing along with one of the employees from the company, and then someone starts sending their own nightmares into people um, that have used the machine, and anyone who's used it is particularly more than others are more susceptible. They're like, their, their brain waves or something are changed. But you can start having waking dreams where you think you are in this fantasy and mm-hmm. you're actually walking towards like the edge of a balcony and people are like hurting other people and like in like us and like saying just gibberish. Um, so it's like a thriller and the inception part is very much because there is a lot of like immediately changing of scenes and like incredible visuals. Like it, the animation is absolutely stunning. It's one of those movies that um, I would say, you know, in the same way that like Akira and some other movies are just no matter how you feel about them, they are milestones in animation. This is, so well done and such a nice blend in some places with CG that it's shocking. Even with, even against, I think some of the very recent Miyazaki movies, you, when you look at it, you go, wow, that's, is it a Miyazaki movie? No. And, uh, I should, I should really have more up about it, but it is a, um, I'll do it. Okay. Um, no, it, it seems to, it, it's like one of those ones that kind of come out of left field. I, maybe it's a bigger company than I remembered, but, um, yeah, it, it, it didn't seem to be one of the major, Studio. It is based on a novel. By okay. Way. Uh, ba 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 Directed studio. by Satoshi Kon. Yeah. So um. <laughs> the production company's Madhouse is distributed by. Sony. I think they do a lot of. Okay. Yeah, Sony and they do Madhouse. I think puts out a lot of like animes onto yeah. onto platforms and DVDs and stuff. Um. Yeah, it's just really it's really cool. It's it's a little like darker, a little more like twisted than you would expect. It's not uh particularly gory and it's just very trippy it's it's like i said it in the same way that maybe some people saw inception the first time and were like whoa wait a minute hold on where was that person where did that come from that is also a very having rewatched that recently actually that is a movie that like talk about mundane dreams uh-huh. i mean like even though like uh you know they fold the city over for a second or um you know they you, someone's falling in water so in the dream the entire structure is getting you know you know filled with uh, it's they're all in like rooms with normal people and stuff. It nothing is, it, uh, uh, paprika. It's like transformative. There's walking archways and like mm-hmm. creepy dolls and and people's faces transforming and like you know pushing your hand through someone else or, or jumping onto a flat surface and walking around a corner. Like it really, it's I could very much picture it as a live action with the right uh tools, but it. I think it benefits so much from being an animation and having having all that to work off of. It really is uh, really incredible. Yeah. So I, I really recommend that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe 10 years old now. <clears throat> Everything's old now. It's 11 years old. It came out in 2006. Oh, my God. You idiot. What about you? Do you see anything? Uh, I saw a couple things. Um, I'll start with an at-home one I saw as well. I watched Lion. Now, what day did you see this? Um, you know, uh, what could you have been doing to be perfectly honest with you, Robert? I watched half of it at the gym on my phone. Uh, and then the other half I watched at home on, uh, last Thursday night. Okay. Perfect. Great. I have it in my mind now. Okay. You see where I'm at? Yeah. Um, lion is tell me at one point in the movie, you stop, you leave the gym. (laughs) Uh Oh, um, it's when you get to it, it's at the part where I get sickly swole, dude. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, the so Lion is a like based on a true story about this um, Simba. About s- <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> um, it's a it's based on a true story about uh, a young boy in India who 
follows his brother. He goes with his brother. His brother's going off to work to make money for the family. Uh-huh. And he goes with his brother, swears that, he, you know, he can, he's probably like four or five at this point, mm-hmm. swears that he can, he will help him work and stay with him. Sure. And then when they arrive, he's too tired. So he take he wants to go to sleep. So he lays down this bench. Oh my God. What a loser. Yeah. Come on. Stay awake, yeah. dude. Um, and so his brother says, okay, you stay here. I'm going to go get my work papers. And of course, when he walks away, the brother wakes up and starts looking for him, ends up on a abandoned train, and then the train takes off with him on it. Oh, God. So he ends up on the totally other side of India where they don't even speak the same dialect. Oh. Um, he ends up going through foster home and foster home, or not foster home, but like orphanages, and then ends up in a foster home in Australia with a with uh, Nicole Kidman and... What train did he take to get there? Well, they, they adopted him oh, from okay. India. I'm trying to remember what the guy's name is. Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman, yeah, the two Australian actors. Um, her... So, I, I will say just really quick, I love the movie. Okay. The only thing that is sort of distracting about mm. it is... <laughs> um, Nicole Kidman's wig. Oh, her wig. Her wig. Why? What's her wig? She's wearing this like... It's a clown? Bright red, curly-haired wig. It looks like... Really? It looks like if she was auditioning to be uh, Lucille Ball. Oh. (laughs) It just the whole time I'm like, what is she... Why is she wearing this wig? How good is your wig, Dar? Are you certain this is a wig and not just her hair styled up? My wig, Dar, was going crazy. (laughs) I have a great wig, Dar. Um, Uh, David Wenham is the... Wiggist? Uh, the wiggest. <laughs> he was Faramir in Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So he plays the adoptive father. But um, the movie, it it's about like the I guess the first half of the movie is his his adventures adventures um, <laughs> in homelessness. Yeah, in homelessness. Um, get it before he gets adopted. And then the second half is he one of his classmates recommends to him, hey, have you checked out this Google Earth thing? This you know it takes place like. Couple, you know, 10 years ago so you just need to buy the, buy the pro version he's like yeah. well where do I sign up <laughs> um, and so he finds where his old home is through oh. Google Earth or he's trying to track down his sure. family through that so it's really good it's very emotional I'm yeah I, I was considering watching because it is for rental I was considering watching it but I I wasn't quite in the right mood I knew yeah. I'd be kind of in in for it so actually I'm, it's on netflix streaming so oh really okay yeah. perfect so um, i will i will have to add that to my list yeah it's really good dev patel plays the adult uh version of the kid and man he is handsome yeah i was no argument for me yeah uh rooney mara plays his girlfriend who is also quite a looker so mm-hmm. a lot to look at in this movie a lot to look at faramir yeah. Far- yeah, faramir um and the other movie i watched at home was mm-hmm. sing <laughs> Okay. So I'll do the rest of my review oh, like no. this. Is that how they is that what they do in the whole movie? Yes. Okay. Um So Sing was done by I think it's Illumination, the same company that did Despicable Me Uh-oh. and The Minions and of course The Minions make a great cameo in this movie. Do they really? No. <laughs> no. Oh god, you freaking scared me. Um I it, it's cute. It's uh you know um I think Next to Disney and Pixar, obviously, I think Illumination has a pretty decent track record so far. I mean that some of the Despicable Me's haven't been great. I think they've been bad. Yeah, I, I think their their success is is lies heavily on the uh, 
the pushing of the minions on yes. people. So. Yeah. Um, so I, it's cute. You know, it's also Netflix streaming. Um, oh, okay. It's one of those movies where the the cast is like a bunch of A and B list actors, uh-huh. and but it's animated. So I'm just like. It's it's a phenomenon to me that I don't get. Where like, why is your movie? There are some people where you hear them and you're like, "Great, you got Gerard Butler, but he's not doing anything. Yeah. He's just he's just there. Why didn't you get a venerable voice actor or someone up and coming? Exactly. Like, can this cast? It's like it's Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon, Seth MacFarlane, um, Scarlett Johansson. It's like these big actors who don't need the money. And there's probably voice actors out there yeah. who would kill for like. There's a difference too between like you've cast different actors that have different voices from one another, yeah, and have actors that have like a vocal range or can do something yeah. like I don't know, like a, yeah. The I, other part of it is that like Seth MacFarlane's doing a voice, so it's not even like you're like ah, oh, that's Seth MacFarlane's voice. Oh, so he's doing like a Peter Griffin. He's <laughs> Peter Griffin's in the movie. Hey, is this a singing contest open to people from Quahog? Oh boy, <laughs> I could, I can picture it. It's, it's awful, and I can picture it. Um, boy, speaking of, well, I will talk about his uh, Star Trek parody coming up. But uh, it looks okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I've talked to someone else who said that they are more excited for his new. What is it called? The Wesley, the Welcome to the Spaceship I don't know. Town. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Welcome to Spaceship Town. It's what it should be called. Uh, it's got a weird name, but um, know that they're more excited for that than the new Star Trek actual series coming out. The Orville. I knew it was a weird name. The the Orville Redenbacher. Yeah. Engines run on the Orville Redenbacher Starship Town. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I got off track, but yes, he. My issue with Seth MacFarlane is that <laughs> they are many. Is that uh, he. It's great that he likes Star Trek or loves it and mm. wants to make this show that actually looks like it could be decent and yeah. have a decent take on it and, and might be uh, episodic, which is also awesome. But he has to be in it, doesn't he? He yeah. has to be he the has captain. To be in he the has main to be character. in the frame. Yes, he has yeah. to be. He has to be the main character. He can't be the funny doctor that's not in every episode. He can't be the... He... I, I could stand that. I, I'm worried the reason the show might not do well, if it doesn't, is because, be he's because the main. he is too much. Yeah. Um... Isn't it the whole joke too that there is also like a co-captain who's a a, a female a captain that yeah. she should just be the captain? Yeah, I would just like that a lot better. Anyway, I'm, what if what if that was played by Alex Borstein? Yeah, yes. Oh God, just a total vanity project for him. Yeah, and then they slowly they go through a radiation field and become the Family Guy characters. And yeah, then it's just Family Guy in Star Trek forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to sing. Yes, please. I think it's I think it's it's fun. It's cute. I have a question about it. Okay, I'll answer it is are the songs just actual well number one are they like new songs or old songs or, or, or a Mixture. combination and they're all like they're not none of them original songs no not parody lyrics not like no heard it through the banana vines because oh the boy. gorilla because there's a gorilla in it sings in it nope they're all okay they're all songs. real songs they don't change lyrics or anything okay. like that what's the best uh Best rendition. What's the what? What was your favorite? Um, song and sing. What is the? So it's kind of a it's kind of a cheat because they did one of the characters is played by a actual singer, Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Uh, Lenny Kravitz's dong <laughs> shows up in the movie. What can it do? Um, Tori Kelly. Spell? Oh, Tori Spelling. Yeah, Tori Kelly <laughs> plays like a 
an elephant character that My apologies like, who is who is that she i had not really heard well you said it with all this bravado Tori like, kelly um she was on america she was on air american idol oh so did she win uh no she did not she was eliminated from well, the show what the um, but she auditioned when she was 16. So, okay. so she's, a, so she's a, a trained singer. Yes. As opposed to other people that are singing songs and might not necessarily be trained singers. They're yes. actors. Um, she does a rendition of Hallelujah. That's really quite beautiful in okay. the song, in the movie. Um, but it's being sung by like a porcupine <clears throat> or something. An elephant. Oh, okay. She's an elephant, damn it. Um, yeah, and Nick Kroll's also does a voice in it, but he's also doing doing a voice so it's not like but you're... i don't mind and I, maybe i shouldn't speak out of turn maybe maybe voice actors are just as angry when co- comedians and and famous ones at that are getting yeah. those gigs as well maybe there's, right. that's even a hierarchy thing then but sure that is something where it's someone with comedic timing yes. someone who uses their voice over podcasts and, and he's also shows, done cartoons before done cartoon and, voices yeah. and stuff so i'm a little more lenient on that now yeah. if he is in every started becoming in in every other movie right the other thing i think that really does affect me is like you said yes like doing a voice i kind of appreciate that like bradley cooper does a voice for rocket and mm-hmm. they could have picked any person to do it yeah and maybe they would have gotten the perfect that's exactly what we pictured in our head for rocket but He's also doing a voice. Yeah. This isn't, and the voice of Bradley Cooper, this is him doing a voice, doing a character, making choices. Yeah. So I I like that one. And that is one character in one film, albeit a giant one that a voice actor could have gotten a paycheck yeah. for. But, yes. um, well, no, I'm happy to hear. Yeah, I, I like it better when it's someone a little bit closer to the to that level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you see anything else? Oh, uh, I also watched, well, I kind of did a, we did back to back. I watched uh, Paprika and then we watched uh, Princess Mononoke, which is a Miyazaki movie. Yeah. Probably one of my favorites. Um, I think the thing that like might not be my favorite and my apprehension with it is that it's definitely the most violent and kind of the, the most serious, like the darkest of the Miyazaki movies, mm-hmm. I feel like. So as much as I enjoy it and as beautiful as it's animated and the, and the music, and I actually think the dub is pretty good. I think the English, uh, the, like dubstep music, the in dubstep movie. that they invented in that movie. Yeah. But the, uh, the actual the dubbing, the American soundtrack is not bad. Um, cause I feel like there are some versions of movies I, that I would actually rather just turn on the, the Japanese soundtrack, but, um, it's really good. It's poignant as ever because it's very much about environmentalism and sure. how, um, have you seen, have you seen it before? long time ago long time ago it, it is really it is really good um yeah a lot to do with kind of just the hubris of of man to kind of push into nature and at this point i mean this is a, a story too about a, a town that's kind of industry is sort of springing up and they are um and they actually have forest gods and giant board that are like you know a, an actual impediment to them but they are still pushing out to gain territory and so they know completely what they're doing and uh yeah not to get you know, too political, but sure. Hey, it, it, it's just as important nowadays as it was when it first came out. Uh, it's yeah. And it's just a beautiful movie. I, I feel like I could watch it. I could watch it multiple times a year just because it's uh, so enjoyable. And then another one of those things that there are some details with CG and, and this and that, that you might be able to do now. I I'm certain in my lifetime, there'll be an attempt to do a live action version, but it, it just works so well. As an and all we ask is starring roles in the movie. Yes, yes, please. I'd take a non-star. I'd be. I'd take like an arrow into the chest in just the middle of like a battle or something. <laughs> would be fine with me. Um, oh, I thought I thought you were going to start casting it already. I thought you were yeah. going to start. <laughs> and 
but yeah, it's so yeah, kind of did those those animes back to back. But it's just I, I need to own more. For some reason, I don't own all the Miyazakis, but mm-hmm. I love almost all of them. I need I need to have the more of them in my life. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a a belated recommendation as always for uh, a Studio Ghibli <laughs> film, an incredibly popular, amazing yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the last movie I'll talk about we saw in the theater. My God. Yeah. We're bougie as fuck. We're Ooh. bad and bougie like my man Migos. Um, we went to the theater. We saw The Big Sick, which That's is right. the uh, semi-autobiographical tale of Kumail Nanjiani and Emily Gordon. Um, semi-autobiographical in that like, they changed some of the details, but the overall story... Like Uber existed when they first started dating? Yeah, right. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, right. Um, semi-autobiographical tale of how they became a you know sort of met became and a emily couple. gordon couldn't be bothered to star in this yeah with i her guess husband. so oh, um so zoe kazan plays emily in the movie mm-hmm. i love zoe kazan i have i'm not familiar i don't know what she's been the in. other movie i've seen her in uh was ruby sparks oh i've heard it. yes I, I remember you talking about that um let me pull up her her whole filmography her entire life on one page as if a wikipedia page exists um see here yeah she was also she's been in some less than stellar movies but uh um, you won't even say them i'm gonna bleep them out beep beep she was in it's complicated she was in me and orson wells which i found super boring um orson she wells. was in a movie that you love robert meeks cut off <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> that um no oh wow i um, am uh, protesting the big sick um so she's she's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, I think she's terrific. Um, great, and she's great in the Big Sick. Um, if you're unfamiliar, it's Kumail plays himself. He's a uh, stand-up comic who uh, moved from Pakistan as a young boy to America, and he's trying to juggle uh living trying his to own become life a juggler, trying to become a juggler and a <laughs> stand-up comic, and it's not working. So he drops the juggling. Um, He's juggling trying to live his own life versus the expectations that his parents have for him, which oh, okay. is for him to one day get an arranged marriage. Oh. And so they're constantly trying to introduce him to women. Is that... Do, do you know if that, that is a real element of his life? Do we know? I don't know. No. I assume so. Um, but it he meets, he meets Emily at a show mm-hmm. and they sort of fall in love. He has to keep her a secret from them. And then she falls into a coma. Like she has to, or she doesn't fall into a coma, but they put her into a medically induced coma uh, to try and cure this sickness that she's all of a sudden fallen into. Uh, so, um, he's trying to, how long in the, re- in their relationship were they going out when this, uh, took place? So spoiler alert for the movie, oh. uh, it, it, they sort of break up before this. And then he finds out that like that's happening or. And so he gets a call from her friend and she asks him to, can you come like she's at the hospital and I need to go like, I'm a, you know, she, her friend's a med student. So I need to go study. Can you stay with her? Sure. So he goes and he stays with her and he ends up having to like (laughs) through circumstances, basically the doctor says, this is an emergency. We have to put her in a coma. Like he basically co-ops him into like, taking you have the role power of, her, of attorney well, or he's like he says are you her husband and he says no 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 and he's like she needs to be put in this coma i'm gonna ask you again are you her husband 
And so he says yes and signs the paper. So he basically signs, you know, wow. So I, this is interesting. And I don't know if you've experienced this or or maybe you didn't, weren't like seeing as much uh, like commercials and stuff building up to this, but I think they are kind of keeping, despite being called the big sick. Yeah. They seem to be keeping the, the element of the, the coma and the sickness. In the commercials they are, I feel like in like podcast ads and stuff like that. It's more the, it's more the, can this, can the guy from India get, yeah. you know, get along with, and like, will his parents understand, which is fi- a fine thing to play up if you have yeah. this other part. How much, how far into the film does this turn take place? Mm, how much of the film does that? A little that- more than half or okay. a little less than, like a little less than halfway through. Okay. All right. Um, it, it takes that turn and then um, you meet her parents, which are two people who I normally do not like listening to very much. Hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> You're getting choked up about every movie today. Um, hold on. Let me guess while you're coughing. Two people you Go don't ahead. like to listen to. Um, Opie and Anthony. <laughs> Correct. They play his her mother and father. <laughs> um, no, it's Ray Romano and Holly Hunter. Two people who Kentucky voice- Democrat senator yeah. got piss blown up in the face. <laughs> exactly. Luther bomb? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Uh, Mr. Luther. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Mr. Nangiani. Uh, this is a bordering on Busey, I think. Listen, uh... I don't want to say anything. Mr. Busey, get out of here. Yeah. Famous Senator Holly Hunter. Um, yeah, so they, they play her parents, and I, I was charmed by both of them. That's great. Even despite not typically liking to listen to either of them through their voices, not their acting performances, just their voices kind of great on me. Okay. Um, I found them both really charming. Cool. That's great. Um, so I would very much recommend The Big Sick. I think it's... Uh, w- with Get Out, I think it's probably one of my two favorite movies. Of this the, year. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Get out, big sick. You want me to get out? Big sick, get out oh. is what Kumail says <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> That's what the doctors say when yeah. They're on the operating table. Um yeah, it's it's really good. It's very sweet. It's really funny. The cast is filled out by stand up comedians. Great. I love um, those people. Kurt Braunoller plays his roommate. It's funny, Kurt Braunoller was in the credits, he's also listed as like comedy consultant. What the? F- so I think like in terms of like, because you know it's it's Kumail's real story. So like, how he much like, can he? How how do we? Yeah, make this play yeah a little funnier or or it's, should this part be yeah more funny? So I he's like the comedy consultant, but he also plays like he plays like the lamest stand up in the movie, like a purposefully lame stand up. Wait, purposefully like that's his shtick. Like, not that, like, he thinks he's lame, but, like, his jokes are genuinely lame, and he oh. thinks he's pretty funny. Oh, interesting. So okay, so he so he isn't in on the joke. Like, he doesn't yes. know. It's not like a, yeah. like, as the aforementioned uh, Andy Kaufman kind of a deal. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and Bo Burnham and A.D. Bryant play characters oh, Bo Burnham's in it, too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah. I people seeing it. I, I definitely need to, I need to try and get out there and see that. Although yeah. I'm certain it will... I, I predict it will be on streaming services in the next couple, couple months. months. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So um, I'll have to check it out either way. Yeah. You, before we wrap up, you yes. had texted me if I'd seen the new Wet Hot series on Netflix. Yes. Have you? I'm still only two episodes in. Um, how far are you? I, I finished. You I finished. Compl- completed the series. Yes. What do you, what are your thoughts? I really enjoyed it. I, I won't speak to it too much. I think that would be something for a future episode. Yeah. Um, and it's it's very much movie adjacent because we are both huge fans of Wet Hot American Summer, yes. the original film. 
Um, I was I personally really enjoyed uh, First Day of Camp. That came I, on I think I liked First Day of Camp as a whole, maybe more than the movie, and I love the movie. So, and there's a lot to be in the same way that you know you have you know an hour and a half, two hours of content and all these characters and these versus moments. Like six versus six, where they yeah. can just go crazy with it. Yeah. So, for that reason, I'm not so blind to think that my the way I'm endeared to these characters also helps it. Be funny. I, yeah. I, I don't know if you watch it in a vacuum if you'd be on board. Sure. Yeah, yeah, David yeah. Wayne's humor can be a little f- weird. Yeah. Not even exactly rando humor, just absurdist. Yes. And, and, I, and I I love that. Yeah. Um, I might like this um, the most. Ten years later? Really? Then, yes. I, I think so. There are moments from... I'll only reference the original, the first day of camp where sure. the musical electricity they're doing the whole <clears throat> time is very funny. Yes. There's a whole episode where... Um, where Gene is chasing Victor Pulak yeah. through the woods that is hilarious and it's it's in itself a callback to the film which yeah. takes place uh what 30 days or like you know <laughs> like the, 2 months later 2 months later something yeah. like that um this is great there I'll yeah I'll say very general it's funny where they put some of the characters 10 years on sure they're all supposed to be playing 26 year olds so the joke that they are much older than oh, that way in their like well works. into their 40s and still yeah. works it is a little less jarring in like show walter's case since yeah. he looked very different in the first yeah. day of camp um still very funny there there is a uh, yeah one or there yeah that is something that i think you've seen in the first episode they completely make up a uh <laughs> like a call that they used to do during the camp where yeah. they're like chim chim chu yeah and and yeah, my wife turned to me and was like, did they ever say that in the original? I was like, nope, this is them. This is exactly what I thought they would do is yeah. like, try and insert and subvert and make you think that these were things that that were happening before I laughed so hard. I'm going to, yeah, we're going to give away something from the first episode. Sure. But they show a clip from the movie where they're like, let's let's all agree to meet back in 10 years. And they've added two characters into this show that were not in the movie and they digitally added them into the not shot terribly, from the movie. Not yeah. terribly, yeah. but like if you've seen the movie, you know that's not there. <laughs> yeah. And like it's just two characters going, yeah, we agree or something <laughs> like that. It's just so funny. And I was just like, oh my God, this is like... It is a meta joke, but it is part of the reason I enjoy it. And and I per- and I liked some of the new characters. And yeah. even the small, I, I won't say anything, even the small bits of returning characters are really funny too. The one whole char- one actual actor doesn't return, so they say he just had plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah, plas- yeah, nose job, but Deviated he's septum, completely yeah. being played by uh, actor Adam Scott. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really good. I, I think I, I will put a button on it, though. I want to talk about it maybe a little bit more on a future app, but sure. I'm, I'm loving how it's going. It, it I want to rewatch First Day of Camp, but it might be... My favorite among all of them. Nothing. I, it'll always have a special place in my the heart. Movie. American Summer. Yeah. I. I think I watched it. I think I've probably said before. I think three or four times the first day I saw it. Wow. I. Re, I think I rewatched it immediately. Showed it to someone later that night. Yeah. Watched it again. Like it, I was obsessed. So. More of it. Do another. Jump ahead another ten years. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Or do go back to the camp. Yeah. And have just as old of actors playing older. Yeah. Have new. Have have. There are lots of new and upcoming comedians. All the Tiger Claw people sure. were very funny. I would be fine with them coming up with uh, wet, hot, adjacent properties. Yeah. And just if that's how they keep making stuff, I would be fine. Yeah. It's all very, very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to mention real quick is um, CISO, unfortunately, the streaming service that uh, brings bajillion you, dollar you properties in. in. I put a lot of money <laughs> into CISO. Um no, they did uh, Bajillion Dollar Properties, Take My Wife, mm-hmm. uh, Shrink, a lot of really funny shows. Unfortunately, it sounds like the service itself is cutting all of its original programming. Um, it just didn't do as well as it 
could have. What um, is hap- Do those then transfer to another premium service? So that's what's, those- that's what's happening is they are now sort of trying to shop around these properties oh. into, you know, different networks or see if someone wants to pick it up. Um, I will say, I think Bajillion Dollar Properties is one of the funniest shows I've seen in a long time. It's very funny. Um, I haven't seen Shrink yet. I've, I've heard good things, but I'm now watching Take My Wife. I've heard that's very good. It's really good. I'm, sur- I'm um, surprised that like a Netflix or a... I mean, I, 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 wouldn't, like- I wouldn't be surprised if someone does pick it up. Yeah, I hope. But what what's important about Take My Wife, and it's something that they talk about in the show, is it's about um, two lesbian comedians who've been married, uh, Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher. Married in real life, yes. And married in real life and married in the show. And they're playing, you know, it's sort of a uh big six situation where they're playing sort of fictitious versions of themselves sure and but every based episode, on their they're in a coma yes exactly um but it's based on their real life events and okay. um one of the things that they talk about in the show is they wanted to have um a show that portrayed like a real lesbian couple mm-hmm. and but at the end of it one of them doesn't die which seems to be the the <laughs> The trend with you know gay or lesbian couples on TV, something tragic has would be to inaccurate. Again. They're both alive still. Yeah, um, so I I think that one of the things that I love about the show is it it does portray you know uh, a true lesbian couple on TV. I will a one of many one kinds. Of, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I think that having you know not a uh, a lesbian couple that has been over sexualized, sure, or something. It's just a real couple. You know, like representation like that matters yeah absolutely yes and so um if you have access to CISO, if you you know i don't know i know yeah, that what like, is the like time frame i mean or i don't are know people I mean, better off waiting to see it well i would hate for someone to miss out on it only for it never to land somewhere sure. it would be a, a shame but. i know the first episode of bajillion is on youtube so maybe the first episode of take my wife is also on youtube yeah, you could but look I, around you could, yeah. you could find it out there um i just think they're wonderful shows it's a lot of these creators are not you know the the millionaires billionaires who normally make tv these are a lot of the local la hopefully someday comedians hopefully someday they will count themselves among the millions and billions but um these are people who i think put a lot of work into it mm-hmm. uh really funny people with a lot of heart so i whatever that means for you if you want to sign up for CISO, um you know i think there's a hashtag movement to get find a home for these shows so that sounds yeah um so I, I hate to turn so serious towards the end here about <laughs> uh, about shows that I find very funny. What about comedies, though? Yeah. Um, I would say whatever We that need means all the laughs you. we can get right now. Exactly. So, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, if you can, try and support them, but I, I just could not recommend these shows enough, and it's awesome. really a shame that CISO didn't turn out the way that everybody wanted it to, but I, what can you do? I hope the majority of, of... I hope the cream rises to the top, and it also lands on its feet. That's, I that think the that's saying? the saying. I okay. think that is the saying. That's cool. safe to say. Perfect. All right. Well, that'll do it for us this time, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Ow. Oh, we did it. <laughs>